Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, good morning. Hey, I'm excited you're here today as we are in our second week of a series we just started last week entitled The Vow. And I don't know about you, but uh, last week was challenging, and I will tell you this, this week is probably going to be challenging as well. I know first service was like silent on some of this stuff, and I'll tell you the truth, I was putting this together and I'm like, oh no, like my wife is going to listen to this and she's going to expect me to do some things in this message that I told. So, And it is true, there's some things that I'm going to be preaching to myself today, but really what we're doing through this series, is, again, it's, it's our relationship series, it's our series based on marriage, and our whole goal again is to, if you're single as well, hopefully we can speak to you a little bit as well, but the goal is to look over some vows that, that maybe we didn't make in our wedding day but we probably should have made in our wedding day, right? So our goal is really to look at some things and some promises that we need to make to ourselves, that we need to make to God, that we need to make to our spouse as well. So again, hopefully the whole goal of this series is if you're married, hopefully this will be a, a great encouragement and a challenge to help strengthen your marriage and really to allow it to become all that God wants it to become. And if you're not married, if you're single here today, Hopefully this will be a series that will prepare you if you decide to one day get married, right? Hopefully this will be a series that will prepare you and, and help you to be resourced the right way. And again, if you remember from last week, we jumped into the series and we talked about the vow of priority. And we stated this. We stated a promise that we all need to make is this. I promise that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. Now again, last week I told you that it would be a little bit tough. And maybe this week, as you're going through it, maybe you learned some of the toughness. Maybe you were going through some of the struggles of this. But again, this is a, a vow and a promise that we have to make every single day. Much like the vow that we're going to learn about today, which is the vow of pursuit. But before we jump in, let's just talk and think a little about pursuit. Pursuit is this. Pursuit is really means to chase or track something down. Now, I don't know about you, but I think pursuits are pretty interesting, right? I think chases are pretty interesting. I mean, think about it. How many of you tune in during a high-speed chase, right? Like if you see one on the, on the news, you're like, dude, I'm clicked in, right? Or if you hear about one, if you're in town, you see somebody going through. I remember a couple years ago, there was a high-speed chase. And I'm like, I saw, we were out eating ice cream, and I saw it go down 30th Street. And I'm like, dude, I want to know about this. So I was trying to get it to police scanners. I was on Facebook looking at seeing like how this thing ended. Like there's something about the high-speed chase that we like. There's something about the pursuit that we like. I mean, think about it. How many of you remember a picture of this vehicle right here? Or you just aged yourself. No. <laughs> but this is, this is the famous uh, O.J. Simpson's white Bronco. And what's crazy about this, it's estimated that as many as 95 million people tuned in to watch this chase, that saw this pursuit. Right? That's insane. That's a little intense, right? Maybe if we were little kids, maybe you remember some of these cartoons, right? How many of you grew up watching that one, right? Again, what is it? It's all about the chase. It's all about the pursuit. The same thing with Tom and Jerry. Like, they don't make cartoons like that anymore. But really what it is, it's the chase. And there's something about the pursuit, right? There's a thrill to it. There's an excitement to a chase. I mean, even if you think about sports, for example. Listen, I would count myself as a sports fan, but the truth is I'm actually pretty fair weather, right? I actually only get really interested in sports during the playoffs. In fact, uh, as I look through this football season, this NFL season, the only full game of the NFL I watched was actually the Super Bowl. Right? But there's something about that. There's something about somebody chasing after a goal, chasing after something they want to achieve. 
The same thing is true with all different sports. Like I tune in during the tournament because there's something exhilarating about watching somebody chase after something they don't have. And the truth is this. Really, that's what pursuit is. Right? It's a chase after something we don't have. Right? By nature, we pursue what we don't have. By nature, we pursue what we don't have. I mean, think about it again, in your careers, right? we pursue what we don't have. We're trying to get to that next rung of the ladder. We're chasing after the what's next. We're chasing after the thing that we don't have. In our finances, right? we're reaching. We're reaching for the next level. Right? We want to get our 401k to this point. We want to get our savings to this point. We want to pay off this debt because we're chasing after something we don't have. Again, in our physical bodies, right? what are we doing? We're training. We're training for something more. Right? If we're lifting, we're going for that ultimate goal of whatever that bench press level is. Right? If we're trying to lose weight or if we're, we're trying to run, we're trying to meet and beat our personal record. We're chasing after something more. We're chasing after something we don't have. And the same is true for our relationships as well. I mean, I remember before Sarah and I got married, when before we even started dating, she pursued me like crazy. Okay, we know the truth there, right? Like, I actually pursued her. Like, I married up big time, we'll just say that, right? She's the one that was singing up here. The woman, right? But she's the one singing up here. And, uh, but I had to pursue her. I remember before we were dating, so we met really through her sister, um, we met through her sister, and her sister worked at Giant Eagle, and I was a bachelor at that time, so really every four days I would go in to get my meals, my dinners, and so I would go get a box of Golden Grams and a gallon of milk, right? That lasted me about four days of dinners right there, and then I remember going through the line one day, and uh, her sister is looking at me and says, hey, you know what? I got the perfect person for you, right? My sister. I'm like, all right, cool. Who's your sister? And then she told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot your sister. Yeah. She was cute back in the day. We actually graduated high school together. I'm like, she was cute back in the day. Like, yeah, why not? Let's, let's see if we can make this happen, right? And so, she, and then her sister's like, the cashier at Giant Eagle, she's like, yeah, well, she's not available now. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> like, that's not really how this works. Like, has, you're not the greatest at matchmaking, right? I'm just going to tell you that. But here's what happened, though. She's like, yeah, but she should be available soon. So, I decided to eat my Golden Grams a little bit faster. So instead of four days, they were gone in two days because I was like pursuing her, right? And I remember finally I got her. She's like, hey, she's free. I'm like, all right, give me your phone number. I'm going to start, I'll start text messenger. I'll start calling her. I'll start pursuing her. We set it up and then she fell in love with me like crazy, right? So the rest is history. But the truth is we do in our dating and we pursue, right? And we need to pursue in our marriages as well. In fact, that's what I want to challenge us today. I want to challenge you to pursue your spouse, right? This is the vow of pursuit is to say this. I promise to always pursue my spouse. I promise to always pursue my spouse. And again, if you remember from last week, we talked about our priorities, right? We said our spouse should be our second priority right behind God, right? God, spouse, kids, everything else, right? Our spouse should be our second priority. But we also talked about how even though our spouse is second, we need to make them a priority in an intense way, right? In an intense manner. And to do this, what we have to do is we have to continue to pursue them each and every day. Every single day, we have to say, I do. Every single moment, we are making the vow of saying, I do. We're making the vow to promise to pursue them each and every moment. In fact, from the very beginning, we're shown that this should be a vow in our lives. In fact, we see it all the way back to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 2, verses 24. So if you have your Bibles, Go there with me. And again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app so that you can read your Bible every single day. 
Don't just wait for a Sunday. Don't just wait for Sunday to open your Bible. Don't just wait for Sunday to read your Bible, but actually open it every single day. And in this particular passage of Scripture, we're seeing is where God had just created Adam. Right? He had just created man. And really, he saw that man was created and there was no suitable helper. And then let's just be honest. Like, we need help. Right? We need help. And God sees that the man needs a helper. So what he did is he created Eve. He created the woman so that two could work together, so that the two could be together. And then he goes on to show their connection when he says this in Genesis 2.24. Says that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. It says that they were made to be united. Now the Hebrew word for united actually has many different meanings. One of which is this: says to cling to, to catch by pursuit, to pursue hard with affection and devotion. Right from the very beginning, we were created and designed for pursuit. We were created and designed for the chase, right? We're called to chase after our spouse. We're called to pursue them with fervor. We're called to pursue them with passion. I mean, the word pursuit itself, what it does is it implies intention, right? We need to be intentional with how we pursue our spouse. The word pursuit itself, it implies, it implies purpose, right? We need to have a purpose and part of our purpose is pursuing after our spouse. The word pursuit implies attention as well. And there's some things in our life that we need to pay attention to. Specifically, our spouses. Specifically, say that word again. Specifically, those that we're in relationship with, right? So today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you with the vow of pursuit. I want to challenge you to say, I promise to always pursue my spouse. Now, here's the interesting thing about chases. Here's the interesting thing about, about pursuits, right? They're thrilling. They're exciting. They're fun. But the truth is they take work. The truth is, pursuits, they take energy. Truth is, they're exhausting sometimes as well. And again, I said, I said, by nature, we pursue what we don't have. But think about this. What do we typically do when we achieve what we're chasing after? Right? What do we typically do when we at least think that we've gotten what we're chasing after? We stop. We stop the pursuit, right? We quit the chase. I mean, think about it. Think about practically in your life. There's some things, maybe you're saving money for the new gadget, the new iPhone, right? When you get that new iPhone, after you saved your money, will you go out and you get the new iPhone, then what do you do? You stop saving your money, right? Because you've got what you have. I mean, think about hunting. Once you made the kill, what do you do? You stop the pursuit. It's over, right? In work, once a project is complete, what do you do? You stop and you move on to the next thing. Even in our physical goals, in a weight loss goal, what do you do when you reach your weight loss goal? I don't know about you, but I eat a celebration cheeseburger, right? <laughs> and here's the scary thing about it. Once we achieve our goals, once we quit pursuing that, if you think about the physical goals, you eat that celebration cheeseburger, it could turn into a celebration cheeseburger, fries, and a milkshake that go on for a week, a month, and then guess what? You're exactly where you started. You've lost it all, right? If we're not careful, we can lose everything we've worked for. And this transfers over to our relationships as well. This transfers over in our marriages as well. In fact, because of it, there's many marriages that are suffering. Right? Because some of it, because of, because of this lack of pursuit, there's some marriages that never became all they were meant to be. They never became all that God intended it for it to be. Right? Some of our marriages, they're hanging on by a thread because of this lack of pursuit. Spoiler alert, this is not the time to look at your spouse right now. Right? But the truth is, I think some of us, we're carrying some resentment towards our spouse. 
We're carrying some resentment towards somebody that we were in a relationship before because of the lack of pursuit. Some of us are harboring some unforgiveness for this very reason. Because we quit pursuing. And here's what happens. When we quit pursuing, when we stop the chase, there becomes this blatant gap in between our intentions and our actions. There's this gap between our intentions and our actions. And that gap is where a lot of the pain is experienced. I mean, think about it. When you get married, before you got married, if you're single right now and someday you want to get married, I can guarantee that your intentions are good for your spouse. I mean, if you're married right now, your intentions are probably good, right? I think everybody, if you want to get married, your intentions for your future spouse, they're good. Everybody wants to make their spouse feel valued, right? You intend to spend quality time with your spouse, or you intend to make them feel loved. You intend to, to give them awesome gifts to show this love, right? You intend to show them your appreciation in so many different ways. You intend to try to help them be a helpmate and try to make their life less stressful. Or you intend to satisfy them in certain ways. You intend to remain faithful, loving, caring, and passionate about them in every single way. Listen, our intentions are usually good. Our intentions are usually good, but often there's the gap between our intentions and our actions because what we do is we stop the chase. We stop the pursuit. Instead of acting on our intentions, we act upon our feelings. Right? We act upon our reality. We act upon maybe even our perceived reality. Again, our intention is to make our spouse know we're proud of them. But what happens is sometimes we just vent because the house is a complete mess. Our intention may be to, to give little gifts to, to show our love to our spouse. But instead what we do is we stress out about our finances. Our intention may be to serve and help them out. But instead, what we do is we hide from all the craziness. We hide from the mess that the kids have made, right? And we become busy with our own things. And we act really in our own selfishness. We act in our own tiredness. We act in our own whatever's going on. And what it does is it produces a gap in our relationship. A gap that leads to complacency. A gap that can lead to boredom. A gap that really can lead to taking the other one for granted. A gap that can lead to pain and hurt in our relationships and our marriages. And again, it's all because of pursuit. In fact, some of us are here right now, and we know this because we've experienced this. Right? We've experienced this in our marriage. But understand this, if you're experiencing it, the chances are your spouse is experiencing it as well. Because it goes both ways. And this is what I want you to understand as we walk away today. This isn't one of those messages where like, Corbin said this, so you should do this to your spouse, right? This isn't one where you're going to walk into your car and be like, well, he said that, and this is where you're lacking at, right? This is not intended for that. This is one of those where you're going to walk into your car and be like, man, I've got some work to do, right? I've got some things that I need to do. And listen, when I'm telling you this, I'm telling myself this as well. I'm going to get in my car today and be like, man, I've got some work to do. In fact, when I finished this and I wrote this, I was like, I don't want to preach this, right? Because I've got some work to do. Because there's a power. There's power in the vow of pursuit. Married people, I want to talk to you and tell you that there's power in the vow of pursuit. Listen, if you're single today, let me just talk to you. If you're single and the pursuit is already gone, if you're dating somebody and the pursuit is already gone, let me just wave the flag for you right now. The warning flag is up, right? Run as fast as you can. Right? If you're single, don't date someone that doesn't see you as worth pursuing. Because you're worth pursuing. Don't date someone who takes you for granted. And on the flip side, don't date someone that you don't think is worth pursuing. Listen, if you don't see yourself marrying them, don't date them. 
Right? Don't waste your time with them. Right? Because chances are you're going to change. They're, they're not going to change and you're not going to change either. And all you're doing is settling. And settling is the opposite of pursuit. Instead today, make the vow of pursuit. Make the vow of pursuit for even your future as well. Because when we do, when we make the vow of pursuit, there's some incredible things that can happen. Again, if you go back to our main scripture in Genesis 2.24, it says this. It says, when they were united, they became one flesh. When they were united, they became one flesh. Meaning this, they operated together. Right? They were completely connected. Think about that. Imagine being completely connected with your spouse. Right? Mentally, imagine being completely connected with your spouse, meaning that you're on the same page with them through all areas of life. Imagine being completely connected mentally with your spouse or you're on the same page with them on, on how you're raising your children. You're on the same page with them on, on how and what you pay attention to in your careers. You're on the same page with them even financially as well and the decisions that you make each and every day financially. Imagine being on the same page and being completely connected in that way. Right? Imagine being completely connected physically. Right? What this means is a healthy sexual relationship within the context of marriage. And listen, God designed that for us. He designed it for our enjoyment and he wants us to enjoy it. Within the context of marriage, he wants us to be completely connected physically. Think about that. Imagine being completely connected emotionally. Where you're there for each other. Where you're able to rely on each other. When one's down, the other's up. Right? When the other's down, you're up as well. You're built together and you're working together through all the hardships of life. Imagine being connected emotionally. And imagine being connected spiritually as well. Again, last week we talked about our priorities. We talked about how we need to place God first. Imagine in your marriage, in your relationship, if you were both were putting God first and you were going with that together, pursuing that, and you were completely connected in that goal. Right? Think about the value that you would feel. Think about the value that your spouse would feel as well. That's what the vow of pursuit can do because we pursue the things that we value. We pursue what we value. And when we pursue our spouse, we're continually letting them know that we value them. And again, it starts with us. It starts with us. Don't wait them. Don't wait for them to take action, but take action yourself. It starts with you. Today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to say, I promise to always pursue my spouse. In fact, I even want to add to this promise as well. This isn't on the handout, but if you're taking notes, I want you can, you can just write this to the side. Add to this. It says, I promise to pursue my spouse by closing the gap between my intentions and actions. I promise to pursue my spouse by closing the gap between my intentions and my actions. Again, this gap, this gap is a lot of where, where marriages are destroyed. A lot of times where relationships are destroyed, right? This gap is where the, unspe- the expectations can go unmet. Right? This gap is often where pain is experienced. This gap is really what can make or break our marriage. Right? It's what can make our spouse feel completely devalued. So today, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to close the gap. Close the gap between your intentions and your actions. And I want to give you three areas in which we can pursue to do this. Number one is this. We need to pursue with our words. We need to pursue with our words. Pursue your spouse with the words you use. When you think something good, say it, right? Don't just hold on to it and think, oh man, well, they don't deserve for me to say this yet, right? I'm going to wait till they do something good too. No, when you think it, say it, right? When you think something that will lift them up, don't hold on to it, but share it, right? Don't give them a chance to look elsewhere for words of encouragement. 
Be the encourager. Be the number one encourager for your spouse. In fact, as a, if you're married right now, you should be the number one cheerleader for your spouse. You should be the number one cheerleader for it. In fact, the letter of Hebrews, which is a letter written to the Jewish believers, it says it this way. Hebrews 3.13. It says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. As long as it is called by, as long as it is called today, as long as the day, if you're in English, as long as it ends with a Y, guess what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to encourage one another and our spouses. Our spouses should be at the top of the list. Again, this letter, it's written to the believers. It's written to the Jewish church who believed in Jesus. But I think this applies to our marriages so much as well. Because here's why. The more we encourage, the less we'll be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The more we encourage each other, the less we'll listen to lies. And I think Satan, I think Satan has a way of trying to get into our marriages to fill our head with lies, to fill our head with insecurities, to fill our head with all this junk that, that isn't the truth. And the only way to overcome that is to hear the encouragement from others, to hear the encouragement from our spouse. So I want to challenge us to pursue with words. Right? Pursue your spouse with, your spouse with words this week. So men and, and husbands, this is what this means. It means that we pursue with words of affection. Listen, our wives want to know that they're loved. Our, our wives want to feel loved. And they want to feel loved by the words we share. So we need to show them words. We need to share with them words that show us that, that we love them. Not just that we want to make love with them, but that we truly love them. Right? We need to share words that, that make them feel safe. We need to share words that make them feel cared for. Or we need to share words that, that make them feel cherished. Right? Let your wife know that you are better because of her. Let your wife know that you are there for her through every single step. Right? Pursue her with words of affection. And women and wives, this is what this means. This means that you need to pursue with words of affirmation. Words that show his value. Unless I'm going to let you in on a secret. As men, we all need this. Yeah, we may think, act like we're tough. We may act like we got it all going on, but we need somebody to tell us once in a while that we're okay. We need to be affirmed once in a while. So wives, I want to challenge you to pursue your husbands with words of affirmation. Let them know that you believe in him. Right? Let them know that you believe in him. Let them know that you admire him. Don't tell your husband what he's not, but tell him what he's become. And there's four letters that will change his life. There's four letters that could change your relationship with him. It's I see in you. I see in you. Tell your husband what you see. Tell him the gifts that he has. Tell him the talents that he has. Right? Pursue him with words of affirmation. This week I want to challenge you in your relationships, in your marriages. I want to challenge you to pursue with words. When you think something good, say it. Pursue with words. Number two is to pursue with action. Pursue with action. Right? When you think something special, do it. Act upon it. Right? The best way to close the gap between intentions and actions is literally, it's action. It's to act. It's to do something. It's to step up in your marriage. It's to step up in your relationships. It's to step up in your family. Listen, I think some of our marriages right now, they just need us to do something. I think for some of us, I think for some of us, we're standing on the sidelines and we're looking in. And we're watching all this fall apart and we're thinking like, okay, maybe this will just pass over. But the truth is we're called to action. We're called to do something. We're called to jump in and get in the game. In our families, in our marriages, it's time to step up. The book of James actually pulls no punches when it comes to action. 
And James 4.17, it says this. It says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sin for them. Right, listen, this is a great scripture to apply to all areas of our life. But I think it's, it's pretty legit for our marriages. Pretty legit for our relationships as well. If we know the good we ought to do and don't do it, it's sin. If we're just sitting on the sidelines watching everything go and just hoping it's all going to pass through, we're not going to act upon it. Guess what? We're living in sin. I know that seems like a strong statement. But the truth is we're called to act. In our marriages, we're called to act. And God has called us to treat our spouse the best in our life. He didn't call us to give our spouse the leftovers, right? He called us to treat them the best. Right? To make them a priority. To pursue them. Right? We're called to, to put our spouse right behind God and pursue them. For some of us, I think it's just time to act. It's time for us to make our spouses the person that we treat the best in our lives. And we do that by pursuing them with action. Listen, for some of us, this means that we just might need to learn a little bit more about our spouse. It means we might just need to learn what they respond to. We need, we need to learn how they feel loved the most. In fact, there's an incredible resource called, it's a book called The Five Love Languages by, by Gary Chapman. If you haven't read this book, I'd actually challenge you to pick this up. Read it. Read it and apply it to your life. Apply it to your marriages. Apply it to your relationships. Apply it to your families. In fact, there's actually a, some Bible apps regarding it as well. In fact, we're going to put these on our social media so that, again, we throw a, a Bible app out each and every week. This will be the Bible app that we throw out this week. I would challenge you. I would challenge you to set aside some time to go through this so that you can find out more about your spouse, so that you can act accordingly to show them and let them know that they are loved by you. And here's the five love, love languages. There's words of affirmation, which again is what we just talked about. There's gifts. There's acts of service. There's quality time. And there's physical touch. So words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. So for you, maybe this week, your first step of action, your first way to pursue your spouse with action is to find out what their love language is. And here's the hint. Typically what they try to give and what they give the most is what they want. Is what they want to receive. So I challenge you to find out this week. Maybe for you, maybe for you to pursue with action is actually live some of these out. Maybe for you it's time to send flowers, right? Give them some gifts. Give them a card. Whatever that looks like. It's time to pursue them with actions instead of just sitting on the sidelines. Maybe for you it's time to, to pursue them with acts of service. Listen, you're probably not allergic to doing the dishes. Right? Do the dishes. Right? Do something along with it. Like give the kids a bath before it. Fill their tank up with gas. Do something. Pursue them with action. If their love language is quality time, plan a date. Right? Plan some time where you can carve away and you can talk with each other, right? Plan some time where maybe you go on a walk together, but plan some time together. If there's physical touch, maybe give them a hug. And not just a side hug, but an actual real hug. And right now I am definitely talking to myself, right? My last, my love language is definitely not physical touch, but one of Sarah's is. She has like three of them. I got a lot of work to do. But, but one of hers is physical touch, and I'm terrible at public displays of affection. If you've seen me half the time, you probably didn't even realize my wife is the one that sings up here, right? You're like, huh, I, I guess that makes sense. But for me, I know, and guess what? I gotta, I gotta step up my game a little bit. I gotta, I gotta act, and I have to pursue her with action. I wanna challenge you to do the same thing. When you think something special, do it, right? If you know something is good, do it. Pursue with action. And then number three is this, pursue with creativity. In your marriages, in your relationships, get creative. Right? Have a little fun. Have a little fun on, on how you pursue your spouse. 
Right? Get clever on, on the things that you do. Get clever on the, on the things and the ways that you're showing that you love each other. Get original on how you're chasing after them and how you're drawing close together with your spouse. Right? Pursue with creativity. Listen, if you want your marriage, if you want your relationship to be different, guess what? You have to be the difference. You have to be the difference. So be creative. If you want your marriage to reach a place it's never been, and it's in a, in a good way, you have to be willing to do things that you've never done. So I want to challenge you. This week, get creative on how you can show your love to your spouse. Let me just give you a quick few examples. We have an example of hip here. This is our very own Chris Lindner to his wife, Sonia Lindner. Now, I will say this. Notice again, this is not a personal illustration. Um, yep, Chris Lindner's been making me look bad and making other guys look bad for 32 years. But guess what? It's a great thing for his marriage. Right? It's a great thing for his marriage. They've been married for 32 years and they still act like they're dating. He does other things like this, right? Draws her name in the snow. That's right. I was hoping for some oohs and ahs. Chris already got kicked out of the men's group. Listen, I want to challenge you. This week, get creative on how you love your spouse, right? Write their name. Don't write Sonia's name in her car, but write their, your spouse's name in their car. But take a risk. And I want to challenge you, never stop dating them. Never stop dating your spouse. So if you want your marriage, even if you want your marriage to spark your relationship, and to have that spark in your relationship you had when you first started dating, guess what you got to do? you got to do what you've once done before. right? In the beginning stages of your life, in the beginning stages of your relationship, in the beginning stages of your marriage, I'm going to guess that you are willing to be a little creative. I'm going to guess that you are willing to take a little bit of a risk. And we got to get back there again. Right? To get what you once had, you must do what you had once done. This week, I want to challenge you in your marriages. Get back to the basics. Get creative. Right? Get creative. In fact, I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you to do something creative. Pursue with some type of creative. Again, if you have questions, you go, all you have to do is talk to Chris Lindner. His phone number is... Think with your brain. Like, we can actually use our brain for something good. So let's use that, right? And let's get creative and let's pursue our spouse's creativity. And here's my challenge. We're actually going to go social media on this one. So if you have a Facebook and Instagram or all those other things, you know, go with on, on, uh, go on the book face and actually use this hashtag. Use this hashtag, hashtag life change, hashtag pursue with creativity and do something for your spouse that shows that you love them in a creative way. And we're going to brag on ourselves Put that hashtag on there, and then, guys, you look up that hashtag, and then you copy and do it for your spouse as well, right? It only takes one. But I want to challenge you to pursue with creativity. Pursue your spouse, right? That's the vow. That's the vow I want to say to you. I want, to pro I want you to say, I promise to always pursue my spouse by closing the gap between your intentions and actions. I pursue with words, pursue with actions, and pursue with creativity. And what we're really doing is we're following the example that God set before us by pursuing each and every one of us. Right? The truth is God sent His Son for each and every one of us to live a perfect life, die on a cross and be risen again. And He did it for the sake of relationship. He did it for the sake of a relationship with us and Him. And listen, as I'm talking up here today, again, yeah, I'm talking mostly to married couples. I'm talking mostly to people in a relationship. But understand this. If you're here today and you're single, if you're here today and maybe a Maybe you have a, a marriage that's failed. Maybe you're here today and your marriage is on the brink and you just don't feel pursued. Maybe you're here today and, and maybe you're widowed. 
I want you to understand this. I want you to just to remind you that you are pursued. You are pursued each and every day. You're pursued each and every moment, and you're pursued in an amazing, perfect way by your heavenly Father. He did the ultimate creative thing that anybody could ever do by sending His Son to pay the penalty that we all deserve. He pursued us with action in an incredible way. All because He wanted to say one thing to us is that He loves us. He loves you. If you're here today, and this message is hard to hear because you know what? You just feel like you haven't been pursued. I want you to know. I want to remind you that you are pursued and you are fully loved by your Heavenly Father. And He pursues you each and every moment. Pursues you each and every moment. If you would, take out the connect card and the seat back in front of you. Maybe here today, and maybe for you, maybe your next step as you hear this message is to accept what, what God did for you. Accept that he, the fact that He pursued you with the Son, Jesus. If you're here today and that's you, I want to give you that opportunity. On that connection card, there's a, there's a box that says, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ. When you check mark that box, what you're saying is you're saying that I'm making a commitment to follow Christ so that I can have a relationship with Christ. So that I can have a relationship with God. I'm accepting the fact that God gave everything for me and that God loves me. If that's you, I want you to check mark that box and then believe that God loves you so much that He gave His Son. And then I want you to receive His forgiveness for your sins and then receive Him into your life as your Lord. Maybe you're here today and maybe God's asking you to do something. Maybe in your marriage, maybe it's time to pursue your spouse a different way. Maybe it's time to instead of just waiting for them to do something, it's time for you to step up. Whatever that is, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to write that down, then also live that out. Maybe here today, maybe you're single, maybe God's asking you to, to pursue Him in a different way. Whatever it is, write it down and then live it out. And there's also a place for prayer requests as well. And again, we take these cards seriously. It's our way to connect with you. It's our way to pray with you. It's our way to know where you are in your journey so that you know that you're not alone. Again, if you write your name and your phone number on it, we'll shoot you a text message through the middle of the week of... Just let you know we're praying for your prayer request as well. But if you would, take this moment to fill that out and also get any ties or offerings ready. And then Seth will be up to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.